Shall we just open in prayer? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this beautiful hymn and for Gloria playing it for us this morning. We thank you, Lord, for the old rugged cross. We thank you that we came at a moment in our lives and went to the cross and found Jesus as our Savior who died for us to take away our sins. And our lives have been changed, Lord, and will never be the same again. And we're so thankful. And we pray now that you will speak to our hearts through the Holy Spirit. Please hide me behind the cross. We want to see Jesus today. We want him to be exalted and lifted up. And so we pray that you will lead us by the Spirit of God and shine your light down upon us today. We pray in Jesus' precious and most worthy name. Amen. You know, a lighthouse is so important to a ship and to the captain and the crew of the ship because it is the light that they follow so they don't crash into the rocks. And lighthouses have been around for many, many years, and I love lighthouses. You sometimes see them on calendars, you see them on pictures on the wall. They're just beautiful, but they're very functional as well as beautiful. And years ago in the Canadian province of New Brunswick, on Deer Island, there was a church. And that church served as a physical lighthouse for the ships. It was in the days before they had uh, all the sophisticated equipment that they have today. And the fishermen were so thankful that they had that lighthouse that they could look to. And they would steer their ships toward the church. They would steer it to the light of the steeple of the church in those days. Now, back in the 1960s, the government installed lights for the fishermen. But prior to that, the church was that that light on a hill that served all that community. And it reminds us today of how the Lord Jesus Christ is still the light of the world. He's still the one that we follow. You know, if you ever see my license plate, it says John 8, 12 on it. And a lot of times people would come up to me and they say, what does that refer to? And I always get to quote it, where Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. And you know, when you experience that light in your life, where Jesus shines his light down, and exposes your sin, and shows you how much you need Him. Then you come to Christ, and you fall on your knees and say, Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Thank you for taking me out of darkness and bringing me into light. And that's what God did for us when we came to Calvary. The title of our message today is Bearing the Light of Christ. The word bear is an interesting word because it means to carry the weight of. And did you ever realize how responsible you are, how responsible I am to be light in this world? Light for your neighbors, light for your friends, light for your relatives, light for strangers that you may come into contact with. The Lord left us here in this world to be light. And though he is the light of the world, he says in his word, you are the light of the world. What a responsibility. Did you ever think about how responsible that is 
to be light in a world of darkness. We represent Christ. We point people to him, not to ourselves. And that's the way it should always be. And I love Romans chapter 13 and verse 12 as Paul is speaking to the Romans there. He says, the night is far spent. The day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Isn't that a beautiful expression? The armor of light. Now, normally when you think about armor, you think about swords and you think about the metal armor that you put on for protection. But in the New Testament here, in Paul's writings, he talks about the armor of light. And every day we're supposed to put on the whole armor of God. And he also tells us here in this passage, put on the armor of light. As we go forth into this world today, we as Christians need to put on the armor of light. You know, Satan is the prince of darkness. And Jesus is the light of the world. And when he came, he extinguished the darkness. He defeated the devil at the cross. He gave us the victory that only he could give. And we're thankful for that. And it's a wonderful word picture. You know, those of us who have grown up in what we call the Star Wars era, and those who still get excited about Star Wars and the new ones that come on and everything, they're wonderful and I like them all. Remember how they used to fight. And the Jedis would fight against the evil forces, right, of the emperor. And they would have a lightsaber. And they would go out with that lightsaber and they would defeat it by the power of the light. And that is what we do in our lives today. We're going to look at three things today from this subject. Number one, bearing the light of Christ. So number one, live in the light. Number two, let your light shine. And number three, loathe the darkness or hate the darkness. You know, it's wonderful that we have been delivered from the power of darkness. It says in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 13, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us or transferred us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. You know, they oftentimes say there's a difference between light and darkness, and there is. And you see it so clearly here. When we're born in sin and conceived in iniquity, we're born in darkness. But when we are born again, we're born in light. And God shines his light down upon us in his word. Paul encourages the Ephesians to walk or to live as children of light. Ephesians 5, 8 to 10 is a beautiful and challenging portion for us all. It says, if you see the oppression of the poor and the violent perversion of justice. Oh, you got Ecclesiastes 5.8. Sorry, Ed. It's Ephesians chapter 5, verses 8 to 10. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. 
Yes, and then it goes on to say, For you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Verse 9. For the fruit of the light, or the fruit of the Spirit, as it can be translated, is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. Yes, it's important for us to take up the challenge to know that we are children of light. And our lives should be characterized by goodness, righteousness, and truth. Those are the fruit of the light. And that's how we should be living to please the Lord. In John, 1 John chapter 1 and verse 7 says, If we walk in the light as he is in the light, We have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. Walk in the light as he is in the light. That is a way for us to live in this world. Jesus, as I said, is the light of the world, and he's called us to be the light of the world. And he is our guide, and he wants us to live as he lived and walk in the light. You know, for those who do sin and evil, light is uncomfortable. But for those who are doing right and good, it is comfortable. And that's what we want. We want to walk in the light of God's word. We want to walk in the realization that my life is in the presence of the Lord 24-7. We may not see each other every day every hour, every minute of the day, but the Lord sees us. He hears the words we say. He sees the things we do. He knows everything about us, and he wants us to dwell in the light by doing what is right in his sight. So that's our first point today, to live in the light. That's what a Christian should do. A Christian should never get to the point of feeling comfortable around darkness. We shouldn't be. We should be in this world, as it were, like a fish out of water. We should not feel comfortable by the language used by the world. We shouldn't be comfortable with the jokes of this world. We shouldn't feel comfortable around the people and the way they act in this world. We should pray for them. We love the sinner, but we hate the sin. And that's the difference. We have to have compassion on those who are in darkness because their eyes have not yet been opened to the Lord Jesus Christ. Secondly, we need to let our lights shine. It's so important to be a light bearer in this world to let our light shine before others. If you look at Matthew chapter 5 and verses 14 and six to 16, the Lord Jesus Christ in the Beatitudes here comes to the portion where he says, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. You are the light of the world. And verse 15, you... Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. 
Verse 16, this is a familiar verse to most of us. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Yes, we bear the light. We shine the light in this world. God intended it for it to be that way. Now, we live in an era where we have LEDs. We have the best lights now. I mean, we've really gotten energy efficient. I have all these special bulbs in my house, and all of us do. And as we get the old bulbs that are the old incandescent ones, we get rid of them in the right place, of course, to dispose of them properly. But then we replace them with these nice, bright LED lights. Ed recently put up some brand new lights in the, in the restroom, in the men's restroom. It was kind of dim in there, and now it's flooded with light. And it's so nice, so good. And so in the old days, though, they didn't have such a thing. They had lamp lighters. Way back in the days of the ni- early 1900s, they had lamp lighters. And what a lamp lighter was is they would come into the, uh, down the streets of the city, and they would light one by one the, the street lamps, one by one by one. And a story is told of a man who was watching this happen from his living room window, and he watched the lamplighter as he came, and he pushed his pole into the lamp and lit it. You know, one way we can kind of illustrate this is remember when we've had our weddings here, and we've had the gentleman come up with the, with the uh, light, and they light the, the lights with the, the candle one by one. Well, this is what the lamplighters did. That's what they did. They went down the street and they lit the lamps. And pretty soon you couldn't see the lamplighter anymore, but you saw the result of what he did. One lamp came on, and then another lamp came on, and then another lamp, until the whole street was full of light. You're a light. I'm a light. I like to illustrate this by the fact if you were to take a bunch of Christians and put them into a football stadium, maybe it holds, let's say, 100,000 people, because there are stadiums that big. 100,000 Christians, and there was all dark. And all of a sudden, they said, now, and they lit their lights, and they had their light, and they turned that light, And there would be a sea of light that would go over the whole stadium. I've seen that before. They've had it at Christian concerts and different things. It's so beautiful. Well, you're a light and I'm a light and we're all lights for the Lord. Wherever he places us, we're a light. We're a light at work. We're a light in our neighborhood, as we said. We're a light wherever we go. And he wants us to let our light so shine before men that they may see our good works and glorify our Father who is in heaven. You know, letting our lights shine is something that every single Christian can do. You don't have to be a preacher. You don't have to be a teacher. You don't have to be a theologian or, or anything like that. All you have to be is a simple Christian who shines his or her light before others to point the way to Jesus the author and finisher of our faith. That is what we want to do. And you know, light is very, very fast and very powerful. And it's interesting that there was a a story told and they said this. 
Suppose you were about to enter heaven and you stopped to make a few remarks to the people on earth. And at the same time you were doing that, there was a sunbeam that was leaving the sun and heading toward the earth. At about the same time and the same distance. In eight minutes, the people on earth would see that sunbeam. But your voice would not reach them for 1,936 minutes. Speed. The speed of light is so much faster than the speed of sound. It's amazing. And yet, so many times, we would rather talk than shine. The Lord is looking for shining Christians. People that let their testimony speak for itself. You know, people can argue the Christian faith all they want. They can argue the doctrine. They can argue this and argue that. But one thing they cannot argue against is that your life has been changed. My life has been changed. We're not the same anymore. We're light in this world. And people that knew us before we were saved, they can say, that's the old dean. And this is the new dean. And I don't know how it happened, but he's not the same person anymore. He's not the same husband. He's not the same father. He's not the same friend or co-worker. People see the difference. And as Christians, we need to let our lights shine and show them that the difference is because of Jesus. Pretty soon we'll be having Christmas, as I mentioned. And I love that expression that says this. Jesus is the reason for the season. And he is the reason our lives are changed. Yes, he changes us. I love that little song. We sing it with the Sunday school. The Sunday school teachers sing it with the kids all the time. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. You know, some of these children's songs, I get such a blessing from them. I get a blessing from the hymns for sure. But I also get a blessing from these kids' songs because the words are so beautiful and the truth is so simple and it just is such a great blessing. Do you know that you are a star? You are a star in God's celestial kingdom. You can be a young Christian newly saved or you can be an older believer that's been saved for many years. You are a star. You know, in Hollywood, they have many stars. Hollywood stars, and they have what's called the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And what that is, is they have 2,690 five-pointed terrazzo and brass stars embedded in the sidewalks along 15 blocks of Hollywood Boulevard and three blocks of Vine Street in Hollywood, California. And the stars are permanent markers to the achievement in the entertainment industry. They have the names of musicians, actors, directors, producers, musical and theatrical groups. And then I had to chuckle on this a little bit. Fictional characters, like, you know, if you've got somebody like Bugs Bunny or Mickey Mouse, they can be on there too, because, though they're kind of like fictional 
cartoon characters, but they have things like that. And do you know that they're maintained by the Hollywood Historic Trust, where in, night, in the year 2010, they had 10 million visitors. People love to go to Hollywood. They love to see the stars. They love to emulate the stars and wish that they were a movie star too. But I would rather be a star for Jesus, shining in his kingdom, than I would have my name on a star in Hollywood. Yes, I would rather be his. And it says in Daniel chapter 3, a beautiful verse, it says this, Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. That's why I say, you're a star. I'm a star. Not in Hollywood. We're not famous in Hollywood or in this world. But in God's kingdom, we are famous because we are his people. And that is a blessing. So what we've seen so far, live in the light and let your light shine. And the third point today is loathe the darkness. We don't use this word loath too much, but it fit in with one of my L's, so I put it in. But what the word loath means is to have a hatred for, a hatred for. Do we hate the darkness of this world? We should. It's very, very important that we do this. If we look at Ephesians chapter 5 again, this time in verses 11 to 13, listen to these words. Here, the Apostle Paul writing to the Ephesians, he says, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. And then verse 13, But all things that are exposed are made manifested by the light, for whatever makes manifest is light. Yes, this world is full of darkness. It really is. And some of the things that people do today, they would have never talked about it back years ago. They would never bring it up. They would, it was all done secretly and behind closed doors. Now people take their sin and they flaunt their sin. They bring it out in the open. They're proud of their sin. That's darkness. They're in such darkness that they're proud of the darkness. They're proud to be children of darkness. And who is their ruler? Who is in control? The devil's in control. The devil is in control of every unsaved person. Every government, every official of this world is all under the control of the devil. But there's coming a day. There's coming a day when Jesus will take over the kingdom and all the darkness will be gone, and he will rule and reign. Praise be to God for that. But there's a big difference between light and darkness, and it's shown to us in John chapter 3 and verses 19 through 21. And it says, And this is the condemnation, that light has come into the world, and men love darkness more than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. Verse 21. But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. 
Did you ever notice, I think I mentioned this before in a message previously quite a while back, but did you ever notice how much sin is committed in the nighttime, in the night hours? Under the cloak of darkness, people commit sin. They don't commit it out in the middle of the day when they can be seen, but under the hidden darkness, they sin, and that is a sad, sad state of affairs, but that's what people do today. We as Christians should not have anything to do with the deeds of darkness. We shouldn't even talk about what they do. It's really, really a difficult situation. We should hate darkness in any form, in any form of sin or corruption or crime or violence or injustice. All these things are the fruits of darkness. And we should have nothing to do with them. In Philippians chapter 2 and verse 15, Paul wrote, that you become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in this world. What an appropriate, what an appropriate description of our world today, it's a crooked and perverse generation. Think about that. That was written by Paul way back in the early days of the church. Things haven't gotten any better. They've only gotten worse. And sad to say, things are not going to get any better. They're only going to get worse until the Lord comes. We're living in the end times. We're living in a time where evil people call evil good and good, evil. People walk in darkness. They flaunt it, as I said. But we live in these dark, perverse, and wicked times. And yet, they say, the darker the night, the brighter the stars will shine. If you ever go out at night, and there's not a lot of, of other light to distract, you can look up and you can see the stars. It's pitch dark outside. Or especially like Jeff, he goes on a camping trip with his family and they can look at the stars, right? There's no other uh, light to get in, in the way or interfere with it. And you look up and you see all the beautiful stars. And as it gets darker, the stars shine brighter. And as this world gets darker and darker, we need to shine brighter and brighter. People need to see more of a difference in our lives. That Christians are not just like everybody else. Although we are sinners and we're sinners saved by grace. But God has called us out of darkness and into his light. And he wants us to walk in the light. Yes, let's remember today that Jesus is the light of the world. And he has called you and I to be the light of the world. Wherever we are, at school, at work, at home. In our neighborhoods, wherever we go, he wants us to be children of light. He wants us to shine for him in the midst of the darkness. He wants us to live in the light of his word, in the light of the gospel, in the light of prophecy, and in the light of the truth. Yes, God has given us all his word, all his promises to live by, and he wants us to walk as children of light, to live in the light and to let our light shine before others so that we can testify 
to the Lord. We all have a story. We all have a before. But thank God we have an after. And he has saved us from it all. We should hate the darkness. We should loathe it with all its sin and wickedness and evil in this world. We sang this morning in that beautiful hymn. And I was so excited when I came to the church the other day. And I came in, looked in the computer, and it was in the computer. And that's the big plus, because if we don't have it in the computer, we can't put it on the screen, we can't sing. So it was in there, and I said, wow, Lord, that was beautiful. Because I was home the other day, and I was studying this, and I thought my mind went back to that hymn. And I said, this is a beautiful hymn. The light of the world is Jesus. And one of the lines of that hymn says this. No darkness have we who in Jesus abide. The light of the world is Jesus. We walk in the light when we follow our guide. The light of the world is Jesus. When you follow your guide, that's the Lord Jesus Christ. He'll take you through the darkest nights and he'll take you all the way through to the heavenly shore, and praise God. May we be lighthouses for the Lord in this world. Shall we pray? Our Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the challenge of your word and the reminder of it, Lord. We know these things, but we need to be reminded of them, that we are children of light, that we are different, Lord, that we aren't the same anymore. We were born in darkness, but we've been born again in light. And we thank you for the truth that we have to live in the light, and to let our light shine before others, Lord, not for our own personal glory, but for your glory, Lord, and to point people to you so that they can be saved in these last dark days. Help us, Lord, to hate the darkness, to loathe it, Lord, to despise it, and to pray for those who are still in it. And so we pray you'll dismiss us with your blessing. Bless those who've heard the word online, as well as here in the audience, And pray, Lord, that you'll help us to meditate upon these things and give ourselves entirely to them, that our profiting would appear to all. We ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen.